Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh-huh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now. Now. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo. Welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shay. We got Jay Moore. We got you for a three-hour ride here on this Monday morning. With open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. And, Cap, over the weekend, we found out some sad news regarding the Chicago Bulls and Zach Levine. We'll get to Zach Levine being out for the season in a moment. But it is interesting to watch the National Football League as we are right here on Super Bowl week. There's still uh, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators being hired. Uh, The head coaching cycle has closed. But there's some names out there that supposedly are connected to the Bears, even though the Bears have their guys in place. So all of this all weekend, it like you know me, I treasure every day that I'm above ground. Yes. Every day. Try to live life all in every day. Can we just get to the end of April, please? At the end of April, okay. Draft day. Just get this done Uh because I'm so sick of it. People I respect in the industry. Oh, my God. Did you see Caleb Williams congratulated Cliff Kingsbury on Instagram? It's his coach. What do you think he's going to do? Khalib. I mean, it's so stupid. And then I got people out there tweeting, this means he's absolutely going to Washington. Well, guess what? We have the number one pick. In case you're not aware out there, the Bears have the number one pick. Well, I hear that his dad wants to change the contract. I mean, it is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. One of those people you're talking about is Adam Schefter, who's trying to connect the dots of of, uh, Caleb Williams and Cliff Kingsbury because of their relationship. Right. My dog, congrats. Dog, D-A-W-G. From Caleb to Cliff Kingsbury, Kingsbury in a Washington shirt. Sure. Okay, great. If Ryan Poles does all his homework and determines the guy he wants is Caleb Williams, there isn't anything they can do about it. Nothing. Well, we'd rather go to what if, if he came out and said that. It does not matter. Some of this stuff is so ridiculous. The kid, by all accounts, everyone who's spoken about him, he's a really good kid. He wants to win. Great interview with Sylvie and Jesse on Friday. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. If that's who they determine is the guy, that's who they're getting. Can we stop? It is not slanderous of Justin to say, we like Caleb Williams better. If you like him better, then take him. If you want to build around Justin, build around Justin. But a lot of this nonsense 
is insanity. Cliff Kingsbury's a washout of Texas Tech. He's a failure with the Arizona Cardinals. He was a freaking consultant last year. He wasn't even the OC at USC. Yes, nobody fails up more than Cliff Kingsbury. Right. He fails up into jobs because he does have some success as an offensive mind. Hey, listen, Dan Quinn is the new head coach for Washington. He needs someone that can be able to run his offense uh, under Cliff Kingsbury, and that's fine, but I don't see the connection of Caleb Williams uh, to Washington, and here's why. The Bears are the one who has the NFL by the balls, again, back-to-back years. Correct. They've got the NFL world by the balls, and why is that? It's because they have the number one pick. You can do what you want with it. You can, you can be able to put your pick in there. You can trade that pick as they did last year. So it's not like, hey, Washington, let's swap, swap picks. Hey, look, I'll take two, and you take one. Because we want Drake May. Because we want less than. Correct. <laughs> or Jaden Daniels or whatever. So we'll just give you the number one pick and we'll just take two. That, doesn't make, that makes no sense. Okay. Because you have the control of the draft. Correct. If you want Caleb Williams here, you're getting him here. I mean, people tweeting at me, well, what if he says he doesn't want to be a bear? Well, guess what? Then he can go use his USC degree and get a job. Or he can go sit out for a year. Which is never going to happen. He is going wherever he gets drafted. And he made that clear to Colin Cowherd, who had to walk his ridiculousness from the other day back. I thought Sylvie pressed him really well. Yeah, so if you missed it, you can go in the archives of the ESPN Chicago app. Click Waddle and Sylvie. It was a 3 o'clock hour, right at 3, where they had Colin Cowherd from Fox on the broadcast. Now, let's go back. And hear what Colin Cowherd said last week regarding Caleb Williams and the Chicago Bears. Listen. There, there's some concerns here that uh, dad's a little too involved. Now, dads are very, very involved in high school and college quarterbacking. So that's just part of the new world we live in. But I, I still contend, you're going to think I'm nuts here. I do think it's possible that Washington trades up and Chicago allows Washington to trade up. Because Caleb and his group do not want to go to Chicago. He's from the D.C. area. I think Dan Quinn is considered the big concern for Caleb Williams, and you have to admit this. Where you land matters. Chicago has never developed a star quarterback. Okay, so what I told you last week came to fruition on Friday with uh, with uh, Sylvie and Jesse on the Waddle and Sylvie show, and that is a kernel of truth wrapped around a whole bunch of opinion. Correct. Right, we're not saying that he doesn't have insight because Colin's been around the, the beat for a long time. He knows a lot of different people. He f- finds himself or try to fancy himself as a USC expert because he's in Los Angeles. Point is, though, is that you might have a, a source in there that says, yeah, you know what, we're concerned about Chicago because of their past and how they handle quarterbacks. That's fine. But then he wraps it around a bunch of Chicago's at the right place and Poles is not a good GM yet and, and Warren and they're a bunch of neophytes, all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So that was my problem. So he says that last week and then is on with uh, Sylvie and Jesse and – um, there's a little pushback on the Caleb Williams comments. Listen, you know, I mentioned, I said, listen, I don't, the Chicago thing is dicey and I don't think everybody in this camp loves it. And I don't think they do. <laughs> but then I was driving home from dinner last night about eight and I got called, uh, by somebody in Caleb's camp. And, uh, you know, I, he doesn't have a big camp. He's not an entourage guy. He's got like a marketing girl and a, a scheduler, but he's not, he, his camp is, small uh it's a tent it's not much of a camp so (laughs) So somebody called and said hey we we just don't want to be viewed as anti-chicago 
and they said, we do think there's a way to win quickly there, and it's the Houston way. Defensive coach, couple of weapons, cap space. Um, you know, and he said he, he thinks the defense is actually going to be really, really good. So he follows it. Um, but, I, but I think, you know, the things I had heard early is his dad's a big personality, strong personality, big opinions, good guy, don't know him well, know Caleb better. And Caleb doesn't always agree with him, but he's a dad. And Eli Manning's dad and John Elway's dad. They're concerned. Okay. I can see how a cousin or a nephew that's in the camp of Caleb Williams because they're family saying, ah, Chicago, you know, they haven't really been successful being able to pick quarterbacks. You know, do they have the infrastructure? Every team has to be able to put their best foot forward and say, yes, we are the franchise you should come to. If we draft you, we're going to do everything we can to supply you with enough talent around you so you can be able to win. Every draft pick should have some concerns. No matter what, I don't care if it's San Francisco or if it's New England, Chicago, if it's Carolina, you always have concerns. Hey, I'm, I'm, be, I'm going from college to the NFL, and my concern is how, how do I fit? Or how can you supply me with enough talent around me so I can flourish? So I can help our team. I get that point. But he's just going around and around and around the bend, Cap, trying to crap on the Bears more so than talking about how Caleb Williams can increase the chances of the Bears winning. You heard all of this. I heard the whole thing, and I went back, and on the way in today, I listened to the entire interview again with Sylvia and with Jesse. Yeah. Really good stuff. Look, I'm not the biggest cowherd guy. I never have been. But what about the marketing girl? Exactly. She's got a marketing girl. <laughs> really? Hey, how about a marketing person? Like, this is 2024, Colin. He's, he's got a marketing girl. I mean, like, wow. <laughs> Whoa. Look, let me just tell you this. If Pauls finishes all his work, and at the combine, he's not going to throw at the combine. He'll have a pro day. But he gets the medicals, and the doctors say, we checked the medicals. You're good there. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about the psychiatric tests that they give you all these different tests can you handle pressure can you this can you answer that and that isn't the be all end all because we know cj stroud had a horrible score and ended up becoming the rookie of the year sure if he passes all that and then polls brings him in with one of his what's called 30 visits you get 30 of these and he spends a few days in chicago and he passes all those checks the bears are drafting him Washington is not going to hand you 74 draft picks and Deron Payne and Terry McLaurin. Oh, you know what? Give me that punter, too, because I feel like it. They need to rebuild through the draft. Mm-hmm. And John Keim, the Washington Redskins, or Washington Commanders reporter, it is, the reporter for them, was asked about Kingsbury coming in and... What does that mean for Caleb Williams? Multiple sources with Washington have said that they know the roster needs a lot of work and they're intent on building through the draft. Giving up multiple picks to move up one spot might not match with that desire. And keep this in mind. Current Washington quarterback Sam Howell and potential number two pick Drake May both excelled in the air raid offense at North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Right, the same offense at Kingsbury's Bringing with him. Yes. What he ran. So if Poles wants Caleb, and by all accounts it sounds like he does, he's going to be the quarterback of the Bears. 
and all of the people out there are like, we can get 74 picks and nine no. players. It's just not going to go no, down like no. that. We just got to turn the page on all of that. I mean, just, and, and again, I'm surprised that Adam Schefter, who is the, I mean, you talk about someone who has insight and has all the information on his Twitter feed, just kind of throwing it out there. Yes, there is a history between Kingsbury and Caleb Williams. It doesn't necessarily mean that the Bears are going to go down to two to try to help Washington. You got to help yourself. Correct. You try to get the best of the best. You get the best deal or the best draft pick. Correct. And at this point in time, the number one pick is going to be Caleb Williams. Unless there's something else that we don't know, Caleb Williams is going to be the number one pick for the Chicago Bears. Correct. So I just think that that conspiracy theory is, is one thing. But the Colin Cowherd thing, again, if you missed it, you got to listen to Waddle and Sylvie uh, from Friday. Just the, how t- Colin was twisting and turning his, not necessarily fact, his opinion about the Chicago Bears. And by the way, what he said about the Bears and their history is absolutely correct. Yes, I know sometimes when you hear from someone from the outside talking about us, it stings the nostrils a little bit. Correct. I'll talk about I'll crap on my team. You don't get to crap you, on our team. Don't you say something about my kids. I'll, I'll do t- it. I'll handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you how bad my kids are. Right. I don't need you to tell me how bad my kids are. But, I mean, everybody knows that the Bears have been a, a backwards franchise for a long time. They're trying to reimagine the franchise by, again, leveling the franchise the way they did. With Poles, Warren is in there. They're trying to do something different, something that we haven't seen before, Cap, and that is to take it to the studs, to try to build on something. Usually they throw money in a hole here and there or turn a blind eye to what the Bears really need a free agency in the draft and then say, we're just going to move forward with it. Cap and I just last week went through certain teams that the Bears – you know, that the Bears had that they should have been able to get key free agents or key draft picks, and they didn't do it because of ineptitude. But I feel like Poles has his pulse on it. Now it's about getting results. Correct. So 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776, our phone number. Cap and I will talk about Zach Levine being out for the season coming up this hour. But also, we're asking you the question, does it really matter if Cliff Kingsbury is in Washington? When it comes to the Bears, does this have any relationship to the Chicago Bears at all? We'll hear more from Colin Cowherd and get your calls in here next. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000, also on YouTube on the ESPN Chicago channel. Cap and Jay Hood are back. We are back, baby. We are back. We are back. Classic. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's hoping that you're going to have a great Monday and a great week. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. Does it really matter that Cliff Kingsbury, now the new offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders, is in Washington? And, and again, just the, the twists and turns that people will have, Cap, to try to make the Bears less than. Oh, Kingsbury is with Washington who worked with Caleb Williams, meaning that Caleb Williams is going to be a Washington commander, and the Bears will go down to two instead of staying at one. I mean, again, we don't foresee that happening. More than likely, it will not happen. Why do Washington the favor of giving the best quarterback on the board? Why do it to – why? Correct. Because you get a haul back. Okay. It's not ha- – first of all, <laughs> so. we just played the audio from the ESPN reporter covers the commanders. John Kime. Multiple John- sources with Washington – have said that they know the roster needs a lot of work and they're intent on building through the draft. Giving up multiple picks to move up one spot might not match with that desire. And keep this in mind. 
current Washington quarterback Sam Howell and potential number two pick Drake May both excelled in the air raid offense at North Carolina. Mm-hmm. That's the offense that Cliff Kingsbury runs. Mm-hmm. And he's now the new offensive coordinator in Washington. So Drake May runs that system. Sam Howell runs that system. They have Sam Howell locked up cheap. They could bring Drake May in and let him sit for a year and learn the pro game behind Sam Howell because they're not going to win next year anyway. Like, it's a good scenario for them. People are like, we should be able to get Terry McLaurin and Deron Payne and your next 72 number one. They're not going to do that. No, they they are dead last, and they're trying to rebuild. And if they're willing to give up all that because Caleb Williams is that good, then you know what you do? Yeah, thanks for the call. Not interested. You hang up and you take the kid. Mm-hmm. Period. All right, let's go to the phone lines to talk to you. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. South side, here's Scotty on Cap and J. Hood. Scotty, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, first, let's uh, give a shout-out to all the hardworking union brothers and sisters. Scotty, you know, because of you, you, because of you, Hoodie and I were walking the other day, and there were two guys in union hoodies, yep. said union whatever, and I said, hey, two good union men. And they turned around and like, yeah. I'm <laughs> like, we got to always shout out the union people. That's because you started that. Say union, yes. That's, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. You got it. So, you, you know, listening to you just over the last couple minutes, you kind of shot me down what I was going to say. Um, so my thinking is, being that Washington's second, we could trade down to Washington and get their first round pick, our second round pick, and a first-round pick for next year. Then we could turn around and trade that second-round pick back to New England. And we could still end up with Marvin Harrison. I mean, Justin Fields, but no one's talking about Shane Waldron and how he revived Geno Smith's career two years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I think that Shane Waldron could help Justin Fields. Yep. And honestly, like you said, we got to build this thing from the ground up. So getting draft picks is going to be valuable for Ryan Poles to do his job. I mean, we got two. We we honestly have another two years to get the quarterback situation right. So uh-huh. I just I think that we can fleece the, the the second and third picks in this in this upcoming draft. Scotty, we appreciate the telephone call. I sniffed that out early. You're a Justin Fields fan, and and that's great. Yep, that's what it is. Because any time that you say the Bears should could fleece Washington and go to that hall that we just talked about and New England next year, that means you want Justin to stay. And by the way, that's fine because now, and I like that, Sky's going to start a fire here because of what he just said. The first call of the morning says, look what Shane Waldron did for Geno Smith. He could do the same thing for Justin Fields. Correct. That's what he said. Correct. That's going to start a fire around here. Okay, let me read you a couple of things here. Vic Tafer, who you know. Yep. Vic Tafer covers the Las Vegas Raiders for the Athletic. He's really good. Mm-hmm. He said Getsy being named OC in Las Vegas means to him no trade for Fields. Where'd you park the cop car, Dick Tracy? Because Luke loved Justin as a person. Does not think that they can win with him. And so he going to Vegas... Vegas is not going to acquire Justin Fields. That's a fact. He then, Mike Giardi said, he also, like Tafer, heard a few times covering the Senior Bowl in Mobile. 
that the Raiders feel Luke Getzey wasn't the problem with the Chicago offense. Hint, it was number one, mm-hmm. the quarterback. Well, and they watch a lot of tape before they make this decision. And granted, they tried to hire Cliff Kingsbury first. Luke was their runner-up, but guess what? When you graduate med school, whether you're number two in the class or number 50, they still call you doctor. He's the OC. The failure offensively for the Bears was collaborative. Correct. I mean, they could say that's all on Justin Fields, but it's collaborative. As you well know, as a coach, you can keep losing and keep underachieving, but it's up to you to keep pouring through that tape until your eyes bleed, until you can find a way to unlock the mystery of your player that's underachieving. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's your job, Cap. I, I, I'm not, it's, it's interesting that that's, that was in the athletic piece. However, I can't put all of the doldrums offensively on the Bears on Justin Fields. Because that's on the coaching staff. Completely that's on, agree that's with on you. the offensive line. That's on the weapons around Justin Fields. It's all of it. Now, ultimately, the guy with the ball in his hands, the lion's share of the time, he's responsible for the offense mm-hmm. on the field. However, when you fail, everybody fails. I thought that Tommy Waddle's line that he said, he said it a bunch to Sylvie, he said it with us on Waddle Wednesdays, is Luke Getze is not Bill Walsh. He's also not the devil incarnate. Fair. The truth lays in the middle. John is in Lakeland, Florida, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Good morning, John. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? Listen to you guys every day. Appreciate you. you. Great. Thanks. I do the I do the Shea Norlin's Javi Baez spottings out here because I know he's a great big fan of him. <laughs> How about that, Shay? <laughs> My favorite spring player. Training, spring training. Yeah, spring training in two weeks. They got his parking spot already marked for him. Anyway, oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is uh, is Alonzo Ball related to this guy's father? Because he wants to control what he wants to do. And then the last thing is, real quick, I'll listen up the air. Last week, Cappy, you talked about uh, animal voyeurism. Remember that? Was, I think it was last Thursday. Mm-hmm. You talked about, yeah, okay. Did you check out The Farmer's Got a Wife? I didn't. The Farmer's Got, what is that? That's a TV show, That's is it, John? It's a reality show like The Bachelorette. Now it's The Farmer Takes a Wife. Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's a, it's a new show. Wow. Mm-hmm. I've heard that, John. Um, anyway, you guys, you guys do a great job. But anyway, I was just wondering: is that is this guy like his father? What you know, wants to control stuff? You're talking about Lavar Ball. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, Lavar Ball. Let, let's let's address that. We appreciate the phone call. It's funny that you bring this up because Cap and I just talked about this last week. You know, when it comes to Lavar Ball, you heard Zippo while Lonzo Ball was in a Bulls uniform. Same thing with Lamelo and Charlotte. Lavar's not around at all. Not at all. He got them to the to the to the league, and he, and they, he has stepped back. They didn't even go to the games. No, because he came in a few times. He called me to go to lunch, and I was traveling. Yeah, but he's come in quietly, sits in his seat, and his son leaves him, and that was it. And I've talked to him. I did a podcast with him. He's a really good guy, Lavar, really good. And he had told me Magic made it clear when Lonzo he was the first one to get drafted. Okay, now he's ours. You will always be his dad. You don't get involved in the basketball here. Yeah. Okay. We're good. Yeah. And you haven't heard hide nor hair of him. Nope. Zero. And now here's the thing. It's okay for a parent to be able to be concerned about their son going to the next level. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one thing. It, hey, listen, Caleb Williams is the number one pick. He's not going to San Francisco. Yeah, he's not going to Kansas City. I'm sure he would prefer for his son to be at the top shelf of teams in the NFL. That's just not how it works. Correct. So you're going to Chicago Bears. And, yes, everyone knows the history of quarterbacks and the Chicago Bears in this city. However, Cap, it's, you know, for the father or people in the Caleb Williams circle to be concerned, 
there should be some concern, but also have enough faith in your son to be able to figure this out, that he can be able to help the Chicago Bears, to help help them win. Hopefully that is the case. How many times does a team have seven wins and trending up and have cap space and have another top ten pick? And you get drafted number one overall to said team. Usually it's Bryce Young to an awful Panthers team. Mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence to a two-win Jacksonville team. Cincinnati Joe Burrow to a horrible Bengals team. Luck. Andrew Luck. He's probably the one guy that got into a decent situation because Peyton Manning got hurt. Mm -hmm. So you have guys normally walk into two-win football teams, one-win football teams, three-win football teams. He's walking into a situation where there is a very strong possibility Caleb Williams is your quarterback and you're in the playoffs next year. More of your phone calls coming up. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. We're talking about the parallel of Kingsbury, the offensive coordinator now for Washington and Caleb Williams. Also still to come, the worst contract in Chicago sports history. I think we're sitting in it right now as we watch our Chicago sports teams. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000, also on 100.3 FM HD2. Here's today's headlines Headline. with Cap and Jay Hood. The 7 a.m. hour is brought to you by the Comet Energy Efficiency Program. Bad news, Bulls fans. The Bulls lost to Sacramento at home over the weekend, 123-115. Kobe White led the scoring for Chicago with 26. De'Aaron Fox was ridiculous, 41 for Sacramento. But that's not it. Zach Levine has opted for surgery on his right foot, ending his season and any hopes of trading him at the deadline. His new nickname, The Albatross. The White Sox made two trades over the weekend, sending Gregory Santos to Seattle and Christian Mena to Arizona. In return, they got hard-throwing right-hander Prelander Baroa, outfielder Zach Deloach, and the 69th pick in the draft from Seattle, and outfield prospect Dominic Fletcher from the Diamondbacks. And the Washington Commanders hired Cliff Kingsbury as their offensive coordinator. Kingsbury coach Caleb Williams at USC, who's from the D.C. area. Let the speculation begin if you choose. And Luke Getze is the new offensive coordinator of the Las Vegas Raiders. Take that, Bears fans. Jay Board. Welcome back to Cap and Jay Hood. You're officially locked in. Put your hands up in the sky. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. It's the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. I'd like to remind you to download the ESPN Chicago app if you haven't done so already. We appreciate you listening on ESPN 1000, but that ESPN Chicago app has got so much on it. Not just the listen live button, but it's also got all the podcasts, extra audio for you as well. It's all there on the ESPN Chicago app. Like, share, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts, especially on the ESPN Chicago app. We can learn over the weekend, Cap, that Zach Levine is out for the season for the Chicago Bulls. Wow. Boy, I tell you what. <sighs> you talk about uh, bad news getting worse. It's one thing that Zach Levine, ow. It's one thing that Zach Levine has been in and out of the lineup because of injury, but now he's out for the season. And boy, if you, you have your druthers, take the surgery or play for the Detroit Pistons, I'd get cut on. That's just me. 
Wow. I mean, I, I mean, I mean I'm just saying. Not, not that against Monty Williams. I mean, I'm a Monty fan, but the, the idea, I mean, I'd rather go under. Then to be under. <laughs> what are we doing? Hey, here's a contract with the Detroit Pistons. Here's a bottle of whiskey and a deadly weapon. Your choice. <laughs> Take your choice. You can sign the contract or you get the bottle of whiskey and a deadly weapon. Up to you. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's Shay's hometown. I mean, seriously. But minor surgery is surgery that happens to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're having surgery? That's mine. Me? It's major surgery if it's a hangnail. No, nobody is going in and having somebody put them under anesthetic and cutting into their body because they don't want to play in another city. That's just silly. He's got a foot problem. He's the albatross. It's a horrible contract. We have the worst front office in the NBA, and I've been screaming this for two years. They are a group of settlers. Their address is 1901 West Madison. From the top down. They don't care about winning, period. That's a fact. But make sure you order your City Connect jerseys and you jam the United Center. They don't want to win. That's it. I've said many times that the ineptitude of the Chicago Bears is not necessarily all on Zach Levine. Zach Levine is a good third option for a good team in the NBA. But as a lead dog, though, it has been underwhelming. It is a contract that is a bad contract. You're talking about Albatross. He has not played since January 18th when he sprained his right ankle. Uh, and he's been sidelined with that discomfort in his foot. Now he's going to have surgery, and he's going to miss the last 17 games of the season. It's a bad contract. But is it the worst contract in Chicago sports history? Okay, so we got to look at this. Okay, there's a couple that come to mind that I know that you talked about on your show, I talked about on my show when we were working separately. Yep. And back in the day, and this is when you were at GN, you had to be able to spend a, a seven to nine shift talking about the Todd Hunley deal. Yep, $23.5 million for four years, I think it was. Now, it sounds to, to the young audience that's like a paltry sum. Right. Oh, no. relievers get that. No. Not that, back then. No, at that time, it was ridiculous. Right. And not the best teammate either, Todd Hundley. Correct. No, nothing like the Rebel. Not like his dad. His dad was amazing. <laughs> his dad was great. But Todd Hundley coming to the Cubs, that's when the Cubs start being unlikable. Those teams. Correct. They were. Correct. Where it's just like, what happened to the lovable you know, Cubs that I go to see the Cubs at 120 and everyone would smile at me and wave? Not that guy. For whatever reason, Cap, he just wasn't a great teammate. Correct. But... If we spin it to 2024, and there's a lot of contracts in the past, like Milton Bradley and you know sure, guys. Soriano be the leadoff hitter was plenty oh. of content too. Oh my god! <laughs> every night, every night, and come to find out, the Cubs are ahead of the curve. Actually, correct. Have a, Today, have, yeah, his skill set, oh. he'd be a leadoff guy. That would not be a topic. Should Schwarber or Soriano lead off? That would not be a topic today. That is correct. Because now it doesn't matter. But at the time, this guy can hit 40 home runs. It's one nothing. You got to turn the lineup over for him to help. What about the RBI production? It didn't matter. But we talked about it, right? Correct. Today in 2024, worst contracts. Now, again, Levine is in the team photo. But 2024, Benintendi. Horrendous. The most money made by a Chicago White Sox for one contract. Ever. Benintendi. $75 million. It was a horrible contract at the time. But I would argue it's a, you're actually getting what you paid. It's a bad contract because it's the wor- biggest contract in the history of the franchise. You right, should but be if that guy was playing for the Dodgers, people would be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, $75 million. He, you're getting what you paid for him. Like, he's a solid player. 
He's not even worth that much, though. Right here on the home of the White Sox, ESPN 1000. He's not even worth that. I mean, I, Shay's point is valid. I'm just saying I'm pissed that that's the best that you could do in franchise history. But it's not that much money. It is to Jerry. <laughs> it's correct. Jerry, yes. But yeah, it's not that more. Other than the White Sox, the Royals, the A's, most teams are like, yeah, whatever. I mean, Ian Happ makes that kind of money. Yeah. And I think he makes more than that. Got a gold glove with it, don't you? Two of them. Yeah. See, that's the thing. If we spend, if we spend it, it's funny. When we look at these bad contracts, Shay, Cap, Jay Moore, a lot of them are in baseball. There's a few in football. Like baseball today, as you well know, the Chris Bryant deal to Colorado is nonsense. It's a, it's, a, it's a big sum for a guy that doesn't play all the time. $182 million. That's ridiculous. Laughing all the way to the bank. You're Good pay- for him. You're paying for the championship that he won with the Chicago Cubs. That's correct. Baez from his Tigers. I mean. What did he get, Shay? Eight for 160? It wasn't the number Something that he like wanted. That. It's not the number that I'm sure he wanted at the time. But, I mean, usually those numbers come from, uh, from baseball, the bad, the bad contracts. Russell Wilson to the Broncos. Horrible. Horrible. It's a bad deal. You're not getting your return. $250 million, 240 230 whatever it was. Now listen, I don't blame it all on Russell Wilson because clearly that is not uh, Pete Carroll as the head coach for Denver, and that is not, um, you know, that's not John Elway for the Broncos. It's just not. Right. It's just, you know, so I thought that was a bad deal. Is there anything else that comes to mind? Because there's a number of contracts you're like, wow, you're just not getting the ROI. Deshaun Watson? That'd probably be the tip of the spear there. Sorry, what's your name? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, Deshaun. <laughs> I'm listening here in Cleveland. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen to the Jurgens. Listen to that. It's terrible. Wow. Uh, Derek Carr with the Saints, Shay. Four oh, years, one fifty. You talk about a sunk cost. <laughs> Holy mercy! It, it, never mind about the the, the one fifty. What about the sixty million guaranteed cap for for just kind of being mediocre with the Raiders? I'm looking to see what his numbers were this year. You know, so I mean, does a number of them there? But, but as far as Chicago sports, think about it. Everything that you've covered, cap. Think about the big contracts or big at the time. Levine has to be there in the team photo, isn't he? I mean, you gave him pretty much the full boat. The old Krause full boat, didn't you? You did. Full boat deal. <coughs> full boat. I mean, wow. <laughs> full boat. Uh, Derek Carr this year. Okay. Derek Carr. Saints were not a great team. They were not. They did beat our ass, but they were not a great team. So this year with New Orleans, he threw. F- okay. Let me ask you a question. I'm not asking for going forward. Okay. Who's a better quarterback right now, Justin Fields or Derek Carr? Mm. Photo finish. You sure about that? Well, Derek Carr has more numbers. And and he's more battle-tested than Justin. Derek Carr this year played in all 17 games. Yeah. Last year he played in 15 games. The year before that, 17 of 17. The year before that, 16. The year before that, 16. The year before that, 16. So this dude stays on the field. He has thrown for 4,000 yards one, two, three, four times. And this year, he threw for 3,878 yards, 25 touchdowns to eight interceptions. Damn. And a passer rating of 98. 
97-7. I guess, yeah, more battle-tested than Justin ever has been. Because of how many... Yes! Yeah. Yep. I'm not telling you I would rather take him going forward, but I'm just telling you, for those of us here that we got to keep Justin and Bill around him, Derek Carr's numbers dwarf his. Yes. That's just a fact. Oh, by the way, I can be able... Uh, it's, it's hindsight now, but Lonzo Ball coming to the Bulls for four years, $80 million, even even with the injury, will Jerry pay him every bit of it, or will there be a break here? No, no, there's no break, but insurance is covering some of it. They, yes. they buy insurance, which is not cheap now. But how many times do you see guys have this type of injury? Very rare. Let me throw another one out. Brandon Roy, remember him yeah. with Portland? That's a Great shame. player and yeah. then had an arthritic knee problem and done. Yeah. Never played again? Yeah, I remember that. Boy, he had so much promise. Oh, he was a stud from the University of Washington. Stud. See, we go throughout these numbers, and the young people that are listening to our show is like, "What are you talking about? Look at the salaries now." But at the time, though, we talked. <laughs> we right. talked about Ben Wallace when it's four years, sixty million cap back in two thousand six. Mm-hmm. Ben Wallace. So, what was funny about Ben Wallace is, first of all, it was headband gate because it was a, a headband rule. You could not wear a headband with the Bulls. And that's all he was known for, the big hair and the headband. And he was not allowed to wear one. That's one. Two, was funny, Shay, during that time when the Bulls were in disarray, they would throw the ball down to Ben in the post. And Ben would like, what do you want me to do with this? <laughs> I'm a shot blocker. You want me to score? Right. He's, he was, like, he's <laughs> like, what? what is this? And people forget like, he, the year he came out, he was the number one free agent. And Pax got him. It was, <laughs> but he was Rodman. That's what he was. Right. But they'd throw it down to him like he was like some like quality big, and he'd say he'd kick it out. Like, what is this? Right. Like, I'm, I'm not, not here scoring. to score. I'm here to rebound and defend. <laughs> you want me to touch this thing? <laughs> Get that out of my hands. That was the best. He's playing hot potato with the basketball. It wasn't like he was asking for it, Cap. He wasn't like the hand up, right? He wasn't like, woo, woo. He didn't do that. No. He would just, they would just like feed the post, and, they, and he'd say, what? Okay, so you want me to turn and score? Turn to the basket? Like, no, I'm throwing it out. Can you believe that we actually made a big deal out of somebody wearing a headband? Now, Alex Caruso wears his head. Nobody says a word. Back then, no, it's a franchise rule. You can't wear a headband. What? Stupid, dumb stuff. What what was Ben Wallace's career high points per game? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say eight point nine. I'm gonna say eight. Nine point seven. <laughs> <laughs> and we gave him, I don't know, what did he get? Like fifty five million, fifty four million? It was like a back then that was huge money. So the the equivalent to Zach Levine, I would say, is something like Ben Wallace or Eddie Robinson. Eddie Robinson was a horrific Bulls contract. Five years, thirty two million. Correct. They ended up just saying, get out. <laughs> you can have the money, leave. Remember? That's true. Yeah, they they cut it. They moved him along, right? They get let him like that's enough. They waived him. Yeah, we'll just pay you leave. <laughs> that's all one now. This is post Jordan Bulls, right? So it's got to be in the team photo. Is Zach Levine the worst contract in Chicago sports history? Now that he's hurt and out for the season, three one two three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. Put that uh, on the poll as well, Shay at ESPN one thousand, so we can get some other. Choices there because Cap and I gave you a couple of Cubs, White Sox, Bulls, maybe NFL. There's got to be something in Chicago sports history that has as bad or worse than Zach Levine's deal. More of your phone calls coming up on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Good morning.
Glad you're along for the Cap and J Hood experience. We're here weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN. Hello. Chicago. Good morning. We got shot or no shot coming your way at 8 o'clock right here on Cap and J Hood. In an hour from now, we will have Jay Moore's Grammy Corner. You know, Jay Moore from the Cap and J Hood Morning Show is a voter when it comes to the Grammys. We'll talk about the Grammys coming up at 8 cool is that? Right here on Cap and J Hood. Um, how about Cristiano Felicio? My buddy EJ just texted me. Horrible. EJ's a big sponsor of the st- station, Studio 41. Yep. He's listening. He said. That dude couldn't make a D1 starting lineup. We gave him... I remember Gar saying this. We feel he's going to develop into a very good player. Four years, $32 million. They thought they had the next Boris Diaw. He was from Brazil. Remember Diaw, same yeah. shape, big guy that can be able to run the floor? Couldn't play dead the Cowboy movie. Cap, you know, in the G League, guys go go up and down. And Felicio... Felicio. Felicio. Felicio Play some games with the Winnie City Bulls that I called. He couldn't get up and down the floor with the G League. I called it. It's right there at courtside. I'm like, here comes Felicio. Now the offense will start. Oh, God, a turnover. Bad. On the G League level, I said. They thought they had the next Boris Diaw. $32 million guaranteed. Got the next Boris Remember Manonoff. I said to Gar, why did you sign him? We're developing him. That's what he told me. We're developing him. Not good at all. Yeah, into a banker. <laughs> Boris Maninoff, not Boris Diaw. That's exactly. what you got. Jeez. 312 wow. is our phone number. As we go back to the phone lines, Derek in Brooklyn, New York, listening our on guy. the ESPN Chicago app. Derek, good morning. Yo, yo, good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Sup, D. What's good morning. Up, what's up? What's poppin'? Yeah, let me, let me say this, man. Good morning. The cow and cow herds, cow turds, and all this with these, with these uh, reports. Until I hear Caleb, either through his agent or through him, saying he don't want to play in a big-time city like Chicago, where you got great people, uh, blue-collar town, great restaurants, Washington, even though he's from there, I don't believe a lot of players, certain cities want to play for their hometown team. It depends on the actual city, though. And I don't think he would want to play. But let's say if he does want to play there. Washington better give us, like, five first-round future picks, man, in order for Ryan Poe. Other than that, we better take Caleb. I've been through the Justin Arity's last two years. I've been through the Trubisky. I've called and repeated this before. I'm repeating it again. I need change. I like the structure from the management with Kevin Warren. I repeated that. I'm going to say it again. I need change. I need a quarterback who can throw from the pocket. And then let me say this about Jalen Johnson. I caught the end of that uh, so-called flag Pro Bowl game, <laughs> and him and Montez Sweat, it was in the camera, Montez Sweat, he's like, bear down. This dude, the money's coming. The money's coming. Like, dude, he's, he's – I used to like this guy as a person, but this whole money thing, with this, don't get me wrong, he deserves to get paid. But why you got to keep broadcasting it, man? Like, why do you got to keep doing that publicly like that? If the Bears is going to take care of you – they're going to take care of you. Listen, Cap Hoodie, love you guys. Always listening. Bear down, go Chicago. Bear down, have a good week. You're the man. I agree with you. And this is during the season, too. You have an interception or a big play, and then he'd find the camera and does, like, the money thing right in the lens. Yeah. Right in the lens. Like, Jalen, hey, man, you're going to get paid. You don't have to tell the world. Like, Paul says you're not going anywhere. You're going to negotiate, you and your agent, and you're going to get paid. I mean, 
We already know that you're a very good corner and you have a lot of more room to grow. You don't have to do that. Agreed. But this is what he does. Like, okay. Now, I wouldn't take it personal, but I would ask him. It's like, so um, you got paid. You're going to still do the dollar sign? Will you need more money after this contract Correct. sign? Correct. What are you doing? Stop. 312-332-3776. We all know that you're going to get paid. Uh, as we go to uh, Tony in Waukegan on Cap and J-Hood. Tony, good morning. Good morning. How's everything, hey, Tony? So, so, so check this out. So what if you trade Justin, you get a second-round pick, you take the number nine pick, trade that down, and get another second-round pick, and then you try to sign Kirk Cousins, and you take all those picks and surround a, good, a pretty good quarterback with, with, with pretty good players. What do you think? Are we in business? Why would Minnesota do that? Because maybe they want to move on because maybe they haven't been able to do much with him. Well, he's a free agent, so he could pick where he wants to go. But my question to you is, what are you taking at number one then? Well, I, well, I would trade down to number two or three and see what I can get. But if I'm not satisfied with what I get, I take I take the wide receiver. Well, you you um, cannot take you cannot take a wide receiver at one. You Why can't. Why not? If you're not, not? taking says, Caleb, says, then says, you're. Says, mo- says, says who? Says who? We can do what we want to do. It's our pick. I understand if he's that. Great, you take but, him. You take him. You trade down. You get more good players. It's all about the team, not the one player, right? So if you can get the best player at that position, you oh. get him. No, my point is, if you're not taking a quarterback there, the you will get a ton for the pick if you're selling it. Then if you, you trade down and you get the pick and surround it with better players because you got established quarterback. Right. I'm Otherwise, just saying you're not taking Marvin Harrison at one. You're not. We can do what you want to do, but if you want to trade down and get those picks, you can do that too, right? You could do whatever you want, yeah, but if Caleb Williams is the real deal, you're taking him. Taking Marvin Harrison number one overall would be the worst use of assets maybe in the history of the National Football League. You can get the biggest haul ever seen if you're trading the pick. You cannot use number one on anything other than Caleb Williams. It would be the worst use of an asset maybe in the history of the league. It would be like saying no to the Herschel Walker deal. You can't do it. So, Tony, you are correct in this regard. You can do what you want to do with the pick, but ultimately it's on polls on what he wants to do with the pick. Correct. Shout out no shot in two minutes on Cap and J Hood.